Hello and welcome to the Radical Imperfectionist Podcast, a show where together we work to embrace who we are, to grow into our own allies, and to become a source of empowerment for ourselves and those around us. everyone. I hope you're having a great day. It's funny because every week I start the podcast and I try to think of a creative way to do an intro and then I end up coming back to, hello everybody, I hope you're having a great week. And then I I thought about it and I thought, that's just kind of my MO, you know, the way I text my friends and the way I talk. I do tend to have a pattern and I think we all do. So I've kind of given up on trying to make it so creative as a diverse intro goes. Anyway, this week's this week I've had some uh, personal internal struggles. That's pretty normal for me. But what's been pretty awesome is that the more that I'm doing this work and I'm finding space between those thoughts and feelings and my reactions to them, the more I am just really grateful in that I'm not becoming so afraid of the tough feelings. I still get those feelings and I still wrestle with the thoughts. But I'm not afraid of feeling these these difficult feelings as much anymore. And I can feel it move through my body and I can give myself more grace with the time that I need to process it. I'm a sensitive person. I feel very deeply and it can be um, hard. You know, I've, I've had those feelings and thoughts in the past take me down. And now, even though I can feel deeply and I still need to slow down sometimes and listen to what's going on internally, I am much more resilient in bouncing back and taking that space and giving myself grace. And it's worth celebrating. And I want to share that because I want you to know that number one, I still struggle. I tell you this a lot because it's important for you to know that you're still going to struggle, but not to be deflated by that, knowing that as you grow and you learn more and you become more of who you are inside unapologetically and just grow to love that person, finding that space and not being so afraid of the feelings, the struggle doesn't seem to consume you as much. So even though there's still gonna be struggle, it's going to get better and you're getting there and you just gotta keep going with me. We're in this together. So anyway, so like I said, this week I worked through a lot of stuff and I feel like this week and what I've been going through piggybacks quite nicely on last week's topic of giving ourselves permission. So this week I'm going to talk about how it's okay to be wrong. And I will start with this idea of needing to give ourselves permission to grow. You see, in growth, there's no room for perfection. Saying that in a different way, let me just share a thought that although obvious really unravels the foundation of perfectionism, perfection is not even an option. I'll say that again. Perfection is not even an option, you guys. Nothing can be done perfectly, and when we really accept this, then we can let go of the ideas, or lies rather, that hold perfectionism together. You see, the problem is that what we make being wrong or messing up mean for ourselves in our lives, that's the struggle. When we are so focused on being right, we're too scared to make moves. We are scared to be real, to be vulnerable, to take risk. We're stuck. The perfect lie keeping us stuck says that if we get something wrong 
then we will not be loved or worthy of love and acceptance. And as Brene talks about, this is, this is essentially the armor that we put on to protect ourselves. It also keeps us from being known fully and from living. It keeps us from the very things that make our lives deeply fulfilling, the purpose of being here for growth and for connection, for love and acceptance. I must stop here also because I need to emphasize the point I've made several times in the past, which I do a lot. I repeat myself because these thoughts need to be repeated for us to remember them, to remember they're true and to remember to think them. It's also echoing the whole point of this of today's episode, and that is that I don't expect you to agree with or believe anything, everything, or anything that I say or talk about here. Rather, you should really just figure out what sits well with you, wrestle with the ideas that you're faced with in your life, and maybe things that resonate with you that I talk about, and find what's true for you and leave the rest. I know I'm not going to be right all of the time, and in fact, I know that I am often wrong. I also know that when I embrace the fact that I'm going to be wrong and mess up a lot, then I'm not so scared of this because it's a fact, just as my eyes are blue and my toes are super long, that I don't get fooled by those lies as much anymore of what it means to be wrong. It's just a fact that I will face regularly. I will be wrong. I will mess up. And when I embrace that, the focus shifts away from making mistakes and toward learning. I get to be curious again. I get to wrestle and be the student of my life. I get to honor the process of life and growing and a huge emphasis on this. I get to forgive myself. Time and time again, I have wrestled with this and I will sound like a parrot as I reiterate the areas where I struggled. Uh, with this and it's reared its ugly head, I battled with lies of perfection in every area. In college where I, I struggled to accept when I would get sick and what that would mean. When I went to work and I was brutally sick anyway physically and I worked myself silly only to end up going to the ER and then being in bed for days with walking pneumonia. I battled the lies that I had to have it right when I found the first parenting philosophy that seemed to resonate with me, and I cling to it, rejecting any deviation from said style to my own defeat. I caused strife in my marriage and with my in-laws, and I'm sure with friends, and deep emotional stress and struggle within myself. I did this with health, and I would read something that was compelling. It had to be true and there had to be no shades of gray so I would go all in and judge other perceptions internally because if they were also right then I felt it must mean that I was wrong and I just so struggled with this when battling over topics that would arise as you know as you become a parent or marriage issues with my husband and my head was harder than two-ton bulls seriously this is an area where I am an expert at failing at And thus, it's pretty perfect for me to re-emphasize for myself and especially with today's topic. So regardless of your beliefs about God, I believe that there's a God and the character of this God that I believe in is the foundation for what I believe about love. Whether or not you subscribe to a God or a belief system of faith or not, that I feel is irrelevant here. My point here is to share the connections I've made and my thoughts and provide for you thought food that might help you to wrestle yourself with ideas 
and find clarity for yourself and truth that nourishes your heart and helps you to liberate your story so that you can embrace who you are with love. It's not dependent on you agreeing with me or converting to my beliefs. So within what I believe, uh, it is logical for me that if God was expecting perfect people, then God would have created perfect people. But because God created people that are imperfect, in doing so, God created people that would be able to learn. Can a perfect being learn? I don't think so. A perfect being already knows all, and God already has that, but wanted relationship, wanted deep love, wanted to be able to express this whole and perfect love in the most amazing and deep ways. God created people that would make choices but have freedom to choose, and they would learn from those choices. In that very same idea, nestled so beautifully also is the idea that God cannot be disappointed in us. God knows that we're imperfect and doesn't expect perfection and knows that we will mess up and still loves us completely. Thus, it's in our mistakes where we meet God, not where we are separated from God. It's not where we are shamed and punished, but where we are picked up and brought to water. We can learn and we can forgive just as God forgives. In essence, we can learn real love because we can learn that real love has nothing to do with perfection and getting it all right and everything to do with growth amidst imperfection. Imperfection, I'll emphasize that again. (laughs) It's about grace. Real love has to do with grace, a grace that comes from really understanding the pain of those to which it is extended. And it's very different from pity. The point of us is love. We are made out of love and for love, and there is no shame in this real, deep, and complete love. Shame comes from the lies that we believe, lies that cause us pain and cause us to act in that pain. Pain which is contagious and savagely viral in nature. But love is more powerful than pain. these lies. So we're not meant to live this life without pain or with perfection, but with the experience of deep love through grace and growth and healing through connection and acceptance. I share this because forgiveness is supposed to allow for growth and is not supposed to bind it to a scarlet letter or label which tells the world how we screwed up. Every single person has and will continue to screw up. Not one person is capable of perfection. So that lie that we must do it all right or always be right is never ending spiral of pain. If your beliefs differ from mine, I welcome you to sit in comfort with me because my love and acceptance here again does not come in us being the same, but in celebrating what makes us different and owning all of it as we grow together. From one minute to the next, I continue to grow, and so do you. What good is a copy? My perspective will keep growing and changing, and I welcome that because my focus is to be curious and growing, not to be right. My focus is to be connecting and loving, not correcting and judging. Judgment is only justified in perfection. 
a classification of which I will never be able to lay claim to. And although I'm aware that I will still have judgmental thoughts and I will still wrestle with the pain and the lies, I will continue to unpack them relentlessly, to wrestle with them and to dissect them so that they don't run my life anymore and they do not continue to do the work of spreading that pain. To stop the spread of pain, we need to feel it ourselves and unpack the lies that create that pain. So we don't continue to act from beliefs that are coming from lies and perpetuate those feelings in the world around us. So let's rebel against the lie of perfectionism. You see, let's stop denying ourselves permission to grow. And instead, let's accept that we will often be wrong and we will often mess up and that's okay. We can own it and apologize and forgive ourselves and others knowing that we're all in this together. Let's focus on the lessons from every experience, from every person, from every painful thought and reinforce the truth for ourselves and everyone we come into contact with, whether, whenever we can, even if it's after the mistakes. You see, even deep truths, as we can share them in quotes oftentimes are not black and white. They can be empowering and yet, and yet have polarizing effects. Not fully true all of the time. We won't understand it all. And we have to keep curious and actively dissecting and investigating to grow. The things that make our life satisfying and propel us forward, connection, humility, authenticity, and growth, they all depend on acceptance. They depend on us accepting what we've done and what we've thought and where we've messed up and where other people have messed up so we can move forward bravely, not held back by fear or tripped up by lies and bitterness and shame. So this being wrong and messing up is not just okay, but you see it's necessary. It's not just inevitable, but it's a part of the process. It's a part of what molds us and helps us to get to to where we want to go. Okay, real quick, you guys, there's been an exercise that has been incredibly popular on my podcast and in my videos called rewriting your story. I've used this exercise and it's been awesome. So I created a freebie to jumpstart your journey in that area. I want to send it to you, but in order to do that, I need your email address. So to make that really simple, you can text the word imperfect to the number 22828. Again, text the word imperfect to the number 22828, and you'll get a response back asking for your email address. When you respond with your email address, you'll be added to the email list so that I can keep you informed. And again, as a bonus, I created this worksheet. It's a super popular exercise. I use it regularly, talk about it often here on the podcast, and I want to send you that worksheet as a gift. So when you subscribe, I'll send that worksheet and the instructions right to your inbox. Okay, let's get back to it. I will reiterate, what is true for you and for me will continue to change. When we ignore the facts and we refuse to change out of fear of what it would mean, then we don't get to grow. We deny ourselves permission to grow in that. Embrace that you will keep growing and changing and that a lot of what we think right now will be wrong at some point or we'll figure out that it's wrong or there will be a gray area and and let that be okay. I am constantly humbled by the facts 
or what I'm learning and figuring out that I've gotten wrong over the years. And at a certain point, it stopped hurting because I've started to own it more and more and then embrace it. And now I'm looking for where things might be off rather than constantly just trying to essentially put duct tape over all these areas where things might be emotionally or metaphorically falling apart. I'm, I'm being curious um, and that's what allows the mistakes to be okay and helps me to see them better. And as usual, I'm working to grow in accepting where I'm wrong, like I talk about, in being okay with uh, regularly messing up and being wrong, like I said, and becoming more and more curious about where I need to wrestle and embrace change and growth that needs to happen in my life. So I'm going to share a couple of ways, as I usually do, that I'm working on this so you can try it as well if you find it useful. So first, like I said before, I give myself permission to grow. This means I have permission to shed my skin, the skin of what I once thought and what once served my life. And I can do that with gratitude, knowing that I no longer believe those things and maybe they no longer help me grow or love. Last week, we worked on practicing giving ourselves permission on recognizing that we oftentimes don't realize that we have thoughts that create limits in our lives. We talked about the simple act of giving ourselves permission and how that can be sort of the bridge from our dreams through our fear to our acting and living the life that we're made for. We are all made for more than we are currently living. And that's what this work is all about. It's about taking the permission that is ours to live more fully, starting with embracing our lives, what is and who we are. So try giving yourself permission right now and every day this week and see how that changes your perspective. You can word it however you want to and tweak it to whatever suits your thoughts and needs, but here is an example. I give myself permission to grow. I give myself permission to shed the thoughts and ideas that are not helping me but are keeping me trapped. I give myself permission to reflect and to make mistakes and be wrong. So I can accept that this will regularly happen and focus instead on learning from the mistakes I do make and where I am off and become a curious person that is liberated to learn and grow constantly. Second, I plan to be wrong actively. Now, this is encompassed in the permission, but hear me out. I remind myself every day that I'm going to make mistakes and be wrong today. And this acceptance of the fact, um, these facts, and then just being open to receiving where I can learn, this really changes my paradigm. It helps me to be open to what I can do and I get to be more present. I'm pretty sure that this idea comes across merely by the name, the radical imperfectionist. That was kind of the point. I'm not here to lay claim to perfection, but to blow wide open the idea that anybody could ever be perfect and fully embrace that I'm not only imperfect, but happy being this imperfect person that is me. And third, I love writing exercises and I know that might drive some of you crazy. So you can write this one out, or if you prefer, because a lot of people are more verbal, you can also do this on the phone with a friend. Or even if you want to, you can record this on your memo app on your phone and listen to it afterwards and do the exercise verbally. It's not quite the same because when you're writing, it can change 
sort of the thoughts. It can process them differently in your brain and help you reflect differently and rewire your brain. But it will still have a very powerful effect, especially if that's how your brain works and you prefer this. So anyway, if you do this with a friend verbally, make sure that it's a a very safe and loving relationship where you feel open, a friend that knows and accepts you. You're going to write about or talk about at least one, but up to three experience where you struggled today. And you can do this practice regularly. I try to do this practice at night and I have different practices where I do a three thing reflection and this is one of them. Write about them, fully brain dumping the struggle you had today or struggles, what happened and how you felt or just the thoughts you wrestled with and how you reacted. Start with the reaction and then dissect what you were feeling and where you felt it in your body. And then write about what thought was causing those feelings. Think about what facts you were having those thoughts mean about you in your mind. You're making the circumstances, the facts of what is for sure true, undebatable, mean something about you or your life. And that is where uh, the thought or belief is being brought up and then the feeling and emotion, and then your reactions or actions. So once you've done this, once you've dissected this and written about it or talked about it or recorded it, stop and sit back and just take a few deep breaths. Then mentally step back and take yourself to a more neutral standpoint where you are outside of this story that you're telling, the thought of what this this circumstance means for you and then reread what you wrote about from this perspective trying again to be objective and write what comes to you and what lesson you see in this scenario a lesson that feels right and good and empowering and helpful and this doesn't mean there will be nothing difficult to accept but that they will be thoughts resulting in empowerment even if they're difficult and love and acceptance not shame and fear accountability that's a good thought shame is not Uh, shame says that there's something wrong with you accountability says that this is the action i own i'm responsible for the outcome so if you feel satisfied you can stop here but you can also continue by writing the perspective of the experience with these new insights in mind and i think this is a really powerful step that i don't recommend you skip and lastly you can write what you will do now. So the action step at the end, this will enforce what you're learning from the situation and rewire your brain to try to automatically look at the situation from your hero narrator so that you can see any similar situations from this perspective as well. It helps with the filter that your brain has. Our actions reinforce the thoughts we have. So when we're trying to change a thought, we need to both figure out what the lie is, uh, what thought we're believing that is from a lie that is causing this, this struggle and this strife, and then find the truth that we will practice reminding ourselves of. And then the second thing is we need to figure out an action that will actually reinforce the powerful thought and disarm that lie that had previously run your actions. So that might be if you're having a shame story about perhaps you think you're a terrible mother and so you figure out that that is causing your actions and you wanna rewire it to, I'm an imperfect mother who is always enough learning and growing, then you need to have an action that gives yourself grace in that moment. Maybe it means you need to take care of yourself and really think that thought 
take a moment and and give yourself some love. Maybe it means you take a warm shower or you hug your kids and tell them you're imperfect but you accept yourself and you're sorry or whatever it may be. But it needs to be an act that reinforces the truth and helps you to get out of that lie. In summary, my friends, thinking we always need to be right and can't mess up is an incredibly lonely lie to live in. And on top of that, it really doesn't matter if we're right or not or if we mess up because again, everybody does. Being perfect is a total lie and it's not what it's about. We can continue to become open about our struggles and curious about the lessons in all of it. And we have to start with accepting our imperfection, not only as being constant, but as as being true for everybody so that we can find acceptance for this very human part of who we are. This is a skill. Everybody, this is a skill. And as with any skill, it takes regular, consistent practice, but you will get there. Along the journey, just know that as you see fruit in this work, you will be so empowered by the results to keep going. I really hope this helps you this week as you face the regular struggles that we all face. They're normal and natural, and I I hope that this helps you to not be overwhelmed by those struggles or to feel defeated because you know that you're not alone in these struggles, both in that we are all facing struggles and in the fact that I accept you despite those struggles, that you stop being afraid of the feelings that are coming from thoughts because you start to recognize that, that a lie is playing in your head and that gives you space to feel it and dissect and change the thought. We won't all struggle in the same areas at the same time, and yet we are all here to give grace and love to each other as we learn to lean into our lives and accept this journey for what it really is. Below the lies we have believed for so long, I'm here to be your cheerleader telling you that you're enough, that you're doing enough, and that you are amazing. Keep doing this work. Keep leaning in and loving yourself and moving through the feelings with permission to be imperfect so that you ride through that fear and defeat those lies and the shame that they've held you down with. You really have got this, my friend. You are not alone. Until next week, this is Holly Ann Casper, the Radical Imperfectionist. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you'd like to stay current on whatever is posted, you can subscribe on iTunes. You can also head over to theradicalimperfectionist.com for other resources. Have a wonderful day.